jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Gay Lords of Darkness! Well, welcome to the Gay Lords of Darkness Zoo Crew. Yeah, we're back, we're here, we're extreme. (laughs) Oh boy, are there podcasts that are, no, that would be hard to sustain, I think. To sound like that? Well, to have that sort of morning zoo crew attitude. Yeah, yeah, that like... What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh I loved it when I was a teenager. I loved the morning zoo. Can you hear that? I just heard like a a rustle. There's literally like a parade going by. That's a parade. Oh, well, I heard there was some protesting going on today. <laughs> Parade, she says, and it's not well, yeah. <laughs> going down the street. Oh, look, parade! <laughs> well, a parade of people protesting the existence of homos. No, <laughs> the existence of others. Yeah, yeah. No, there were a couple of protests, I guess, in town today. Oh. I guess that's one of them. It sounds like a parade. So, hello, here we are. We're back yet again. We are yet still alive and we are yet still raptured. Because we are uh, firmly ensconced in, we saw Mamamoo in concert month. Yeah. Because we did see Mamamoo in concert. Thank you also to our listeners who, uh, for being so patient with us. Oh, and so kind. And so kind as we blathered on about our Mamamoo concert experience last week. The fact that any of you even pretended to care was just, like, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Although some people have started listening to Mamamoo because of our influence, and I say, good. Good for you. Yes. I love it. Yes, that's a that's a Pride Month win, I like to think. Yeah. So if we did not alienate you last week by talking about Mamamoo incessantly for, like, half an hour or something and kind of maybe mentioning a horror movie we are sure to alienate you this week where we talk about a video game (laughs) (laughs) we've done this technically we've done this once before i think i remember Mm -hmm. do i didn't we do we did a, a video game smorgasbord i think where we talked about spooky video games yeah i think it was a smorgasbord like i think we talked about silent hill you talked about the resident evil yeah but we didn't we haven't done a video game as if it were a horror movie true we've done a horror movie that was a video game we did silent hill fatal frame fatal frame those sorts of things but this is no this is just a video game and let me tell you i did mention last week that i was playing this however this episode uh was not my idea this episode doing an episode focused on diablo 4 
was someone else's idea, someone else involved with the show who I will hmm. uh, not mention them by name to provide some kind of anonymity. Huh. I don't know if anyone could figure it out. It's, I'm just drawing blanks. <laughs> yeah. But I bet whoever they are, they're very cool. Yeah, definitely. And forward thinking. Yeah. Well, I, I do appreciate the fact that they, they thought outside the box. And I'm not sure that the suggestion was serious or sarcastic. But either way, I pounced on it. And I said, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll for it. let's do that. Well, and thanks to that unnamed person offering that tidbit that tantalizing tidbit it got me to actually sit down and play diablo 4 yeah and i'm so glad i did because diablo 4 is fucking i don't stacy i don't know if you know this but diablo 4 is fucking lit it is fucking (laughs) wicked it's so cool it is so cool this game is so fucking metal like it's like some of the stuff that is going on in this game is I, I it has me clutching my pearls taking to my fainting couch with a case of the vapors <laughs> your death metal uh organ crusted chaise yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking cool and like there's stuff in this that is so horror it's more horror than probably 80% of the movies that we watch for this fucking show i'll say that oh yeah diablo 4 are you guys playing it is anybody playing it i think everybody's playing it right all the nerds i know are playing it do you people play video games i don't know that we have a lot of listeners who play video games but we have some it's so core to who we are well, that's okay. People can listen to us without having to be just like us. What? I will. My skin is crawling. I will make allowances for video games, but I do think everybody should listen to Mama Moo and watch Housewives. But I but agree. video games, I okay. This see, this will be this will be the true test of the true Gaylord's listeners. Oh wow! If because we some there are some Venn diagram Mama Moo people that fall into that both categories there's also some housewives watchers maybe that maybe both of those because we've talked up both of those quite a bit maybe they have um begun to blend more and become a larger subgroup within the listenership but but now i don't know any of the data for video game listening folks this might blow your mind anthony i think we have people who listen to this show who aren't even homosexual now, why would you go and say something like that? <laughs> yes, I said it even during Pride. I'll say it. <laughs> Stacey, it was such a good Pride. <laughs> Jenna Jameson married a woman. The submarine exploded. Yeah. <laughs> why? Imploded. You... It imploded. Imploded. Which, I, as I said before the show, is the way to go. Uh, but why would you, why do you have to tell me well, that? We have other identities listening to the show. <laughs> Where's their parade? Do you people like that? We talk about fisting. Do you like that? Well, Is that weird for you? People can fist. People still have holes, no matter their blowing my mind with. Facts. I know. Well, I don't know that how popular it is, and I don't quite frankly listen. If there are any straight listeners who are like, oh, I love fisting. Like that's your <laughs> business. I don't. <laughs> But I do. Who is she? <laughs> Come join our morning zoo. 
Fistress. Oh, I love Fistress. <laughs> uh, it's your business. I don't need to know. However, there is the part of me that is curious. As just as to percentages. As how many straight couples? I don't know. Whatever. Like like when I got... when This fucked me up when I was a kid. My mom used to get the Focus on the Family magazine. And, you know, the, as published by notorious dead person, and it's hilarious, Pat Robertson. Pride! Happy Pride! Piece of shit's dead! <laughs> and so, when I was like, I was like nine or ten, and I was the, I'm the weird kid that I read every piece of mail that came to the house. I would read the whole <laughs> newspaper first thing in the morning before I go to school. So I get a, we get a piece of mail. It's the focus in the family magazine and it's the gay issue because I think that was, it was in the early nineties when like the Disney gay days were very, um, uh, a hot topic and, and it was fueling this idea of the homosexual agenda and recruitment, which is real. And, uh, at the back of the issue, there was a chart and it said all the ways gay people have sex and like the frequency. <laughs> and it would be like, it would be like back alley blowjob. Like it was like, it said like, like anal intercourse, receiving anal intercourse, give. And I was, I was so. That's so weird. Isn't that so weird? And also, how is that not like a recruitment thing? It's like the, the Pat Roberts thing where it's like, feminism turns women into witches and lesbians. It's like, well, sign me up. Yes. Yeah, it's it, like eight guy bukkake, and like that's like that's like it's basically Sally Struthers saying TVV CR repair. Here's all the things you can also do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very up. it's very like oh I'm a girl and I would I would never kiss a girl, but I do wonder what it's like. And if you <laughs> kiss me, I would be really mad. But also, just maybe you should do it just so I know how gross it is. Just, just so I can know how grow, how sinful it is, and then I can put it in my scientific chart in Focus yeah. in the Family magazine. That's so how weird. did they get the data? Right. Who? What? Wh- there were percentages. There were. There was a lit. Like it was a whole spreadsheet of gay sex. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, if that doesn't say something about the mindset of the homophobe <laughs> who is studying this shit more than any gay person ever has. So, so that's what so that's what you're requesting is a flowchart of heterosexual fisting. Well, um, uh, I, I'm not requesting anything. Let's state that up front. I don't want to know. I want to know in my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to know in my eyeballs. I don't need anybody to show me figures or tell me about any experiences. It's, it's just a. I mean, like there are. Uh, there are people, gay people who are very vanilla in their sex lives, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just yeah. nobody is one thing or another. So I'm just saying. However, I don't know that fisting is high on the charts for straight couples. That's all. That's all. This is probably more, it's probably one of the more avant-garde practices <laughs> for the heterosexual. <laughs> Perhaps if two spoke spoken word poets get together, <laughs> two performance artists, yeah, they put on some Laurie Anderson in the background and go to fist town. They put on they put on their mum and Sean's masks. Yes, <laughs> and they get out the Crisco or whatever. And... Thank you, thank you for some seventies performance art puppetry and fisting. <laughs> Why are we talking about fisting? 
Oh, it's Pride. It's Pride. Happy Pride, baby. Happy Pride, everybody. Diablo Four came out. Oh yeah, that's aliens are real. Aliens are real. Billionaires are dead. <laughs> we saw Mama Moo in concert. We saw Mama Moo in concert, and the orcas took back the sea. Yeah. Like it's it's incredible. Kylie has a great new hit. <laughs> right. It's a, it's an incredible month. So Diablo Four. We've never like talked about a video game as the like main course really yeah so i don't know how to do it i don't either (laughs) well i was thinking like i mean there's there's you know not not dramaturgically but like in the saga of our lives the relationship with diablo perhaps oh sure because something i thought when i when i was first picking this game up was like I, i i thought to myself now diablo i've been alive well i guess for the entire lifespan of most video games and franchises but Diablo like I was playing Diablo 2 when I was a a, a a teen and I got the expansion Lords of Darkness or whatever the fuck that was called and and then I waited a million years for Diablo 3 which was aesthetically completely different but I loved it and I'm t- what I guess what I'm getting to is it's been what like 30 something years pretty much since Diablo and we're only up to number four yeah, I think Diablo 3 is at least 10 years old at this point. I think it came out in 2013 or 14. And it, and that was a, a great length of time as well from the second one. Yeah. I just think it's wild because when you look at other games, there's like 25 at this point in a franchise. Yeah, some of them. So Diablos are few and far between, but I mean, I, I feel like even though I never played the original Diablo, which I, I know we still have a copy of for PlayStation somewhere in this house, um... I loved Diablo 2. Big fan. I played, I don't remember if it was one or two, that I played with a friend had it and we played together. And I honestly can't remember which one it was. But I would say that Diablo 3 was probably my first full Diablo experience. Um, by myself, you know. It was the first time that I played it all the way through. Two, I really loved playing, but I was like, you know, after a while I would get, you know, distracted and go go watch my Sims have sex. <laughs> or drown them in the pool. Have snoo snoo. No, that's Futurama. What do Sims do? They do wee wee time. I don't know. Don't it's oh no! It? You just triggered the memory. It's so great. It would. It would. It was like The Sims Two when you were finally able to do it. I think, and you would go to the bed and you look at each other and you click playtime. Ew! Isn't that like that's like that's like the your weird burlesque friend that's trying to get you to go to the sex club. <laughs> And they say playtime. <laughs> that's that's a my wife and I saw you across the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to come back with us for some playtime? Which could mean anything. It's, doesn't it, but does it involve fisting? Maybe. Does it involve fist? It's HBO real sex adjacent. Where yes. it's like not exactly the people you want to see. Right. You're curious, but <laughs> But they're I, putting it all out there. <laughs> yeah, there they are. Okay. So yes, yeah, so it was it was what did you say? Snoot I, snoot? It's wee woo wee or something. Woo-woo, woo-woo, hoo-hoo. It was something weird. Some like it's like calling a penis like a wee-wee, you know. <laughs> children people are so strange people are so weird what level are you how far are you because we're in very different places we are in very different places i'm i'm pretty far i'm in act five 
split. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, you just I'm started, though. You only just started for the show. It's like that was the kick in the butt you needed to start. So I would imagine you're not very far. No, I've only been playing for three days. And I fully am invested and love it. What level are you? 56? 57? Hell yes! I love that. Well, I'm still I'm still Act One, mm-hmm. and I'm level twenty one only, but I'm I'm just living, laughing, loving. It's amazing. What is it about for people who don't know anything about Diablo? How do you even describe this? The world, kind of as we know it, like what would be the uh, analogous, I think, to our planet is called Sanctuary. It was created by a an angel named Anarius and a demon, the daughter of hatred, Lilith. Oh. They created Sanctuary as a, a sort of a getaway, I guess you could say, from the eternal war between heaven and hell. So now Lilith has shown herself in Sanctuary. She wants something. What does she want? Maybe we don't know. I don't want to spoil things. I don't want to spoil things for you, Anthony. I want to know everything, but I also don't want to be spoiled. (laughs) Yeah. Jason and I were like, like the other night we were just waxing poetic about how fucking cool Lilith is. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you're telling me I'm supposed to fight her? I know. Or like where she's bad? I think it's going to be one of those where it's like, yes, she is the quote unquote bad guy of the game, but you help her. Is she one of those bad guys where you're like, oh, but she had a point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But she's fucking cool. You get to it opens with a very brief tutorial that just sent me. I'm like, this is this is everything I want in a horror movie is just this tutorial level Mm -hmm. where your character wakes up in a cave it's all snowy, you're in the mountains, you have to go find shelter. <clears throat> you come across this very small town, and they're like, there is some kind of evil in the up to the north, and we don't know what's happening. Will you go and uh, <laughs> fight the evil for us? Because they're all Slavic, because it's the mountains, you know? Everybody, this is a fully Eastern European-tinged game. <laughs> yeah. Well, just that section. Oh, right. You gotta yes. get out of that area. I gotta get further along. Yeah. And so you go and you fight the demons that are in the thing and you go back to town and they're like, oh, we want to celebrate with you. This is so nice. Oh, my God. This is so great. It's so cool. And so they're like, here, have some stew, have some ale. That's all we have. We are a bit poor town in mountains. (laughs) And so you celebrate with them and you get knocked out, of course. They drug you and then they put you in a car and they're wheeling you away. And this is when I say, what the fuck? It's so cool. I'm just like, like, even just the way this is presented, like the camera angles and like the cinematography of these cutscenes. I'm just oh, like, it's so great. this is as good as a movie to me. It's also really funny because when they have your character, because all the characters are fucking death metal. Like any class you play is going to, and everyone, everything is so like aggro and bloody and like just scary red <laughs> like but then when they get the cutscene of you dancing with the people in the yeah. bar in the little pub <laughs> yeah. and you're just like fucking death metal <laughs> guar <laughs> doing a little jig <laughs> next thing you know you're being carted away you're being carted away they're gonna kill you for some nefarious reason but first they stuff your mouth with petals of blood 
Because it's wicked. Then you get uh, rescued by this other monk who's like, everybody in the town is flipping out. We have to fight our way out. So you fight your way out of the town. You kill everybody. And then you go into the chapel. And it turns out that the petals of blood were made from Lilith's blood. So you are infected with Lilith's blood. And this allows you to see some fucking cool ass cutscenes and like memories and stuff in the game. And then you see what happened to the town before you got there and like why everybody was trying to kill you. And wow, 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 right? It's incredible. Tell them. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, people. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Literally, do something that you need to know if you're going to play this game. Watch all the cutscenes. Definitely. Like, I had to tell Anthony, make sure you watch the cutscenes, man. Jason had to, too. Because usually I just skip them. Because, like, Diablo, I'm not as invested traditionally with the Diablo games. Because it's just, you know, top down, walk around, walk through maps, discover maps, kill people. I've never really got invested in the story. But this game, you got to. So you see uh, there was a church service in the little town. There's like eight people there or whatever. And the, the priest is like, you all suck. You're all sinners. All you do is steal and lie. And you're just a piece of shit. Like, fuck all you people, whatever. And then all the, the petals of blood start floating down and oh. filling the church. And then Lilith appears. And I'm sure we're going to put a picture of Lilith for the picture from Diablo this week. Thank you. Thank you. She's a queen. She's a demon. And she's like, but they're supposed to sin. Sin is their birthright. And she's like, everybody claim your birthright. And the priest is like, what? No. And then the townspeople get up and beat the priest to death. Oh. It's like, what is this? This video game is rated M for mature. (laughs) That peasant woman that picks up like the spiky, like um, communion wafer holder kind of thing with all the radiating spikies around it. And she just like is goring his head out with that thing. (laughs) It's so wicked. It's like, holy shit, this is a video game? Games aren't just for kids anymore. See, then I take to my fainting couch. There you go. Yeah, you, you have to fan yourself and be, oh, wow, this is not Pong. Yeah. <laughs> Faint. So uh, that's what happened. So you don't know why Lilith is here, what her deal is, and you have to go find out. And that's, I mean, that sets you off on your journey. Lilith is a feminist icon, is she not? <laughs> the daughter of hatred. Like, who hasn't wanted, what gay, worth their salt, hasn't wanted to walk into a church and do exactly what Lilith did? I know. And just be like, it's all bullshit. These are all lies. They're suppressing you. This is keeping you away from your true purpose, which is fucking and being cool. (laughs) (laughs) Rise up. Destroy your oppressors. I'm like, and I'm supposed to not love her? Well, that's the thing. That's one thing I do really love about this game is you've got, yeah, you've got the forces of hell, which are making things bad. There's demons. There are the evils, the prime evils, the lesser evils, like all these things you have to fight. Hell is is very bad. But then I think this game also does a really great job of the Cathedral of Light, which should be the good guys, supposedly, right? Like the church. 
this game shows you that they're also fucked up and they are also zealots and they are also doing a lot of harm. Uh-huh. And I just love that. It's a very kind of nuanced take in a game that has like titty demons. <laughs> Like, Which is the knockoff that Jason and, plays. Yeah. And like you can t- turn into a werebear. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's I also. Do. Are you playing Druid? Yep. Oh, we'll get to our characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I think it's like a, a very kind of <clears throat> balanced take on all of this. And it's cool, especially in the saga of Diablo the franchise. Because while I said, oh, I don't watch the cutscene, you know, whatever. The other games, it's literally about a demon named Diablo. And you're, like, helping monks. And, there, you know, there's the I there's some voice actor that always annoyed me in the other games. He's like, Diablo said that the mom. Oh, you sound <laughs> like him, Decker yeah. Kay. Oh, like I hate him. that voice so much that I have learned it. Stay <laughs> a while and listen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you get your ragtag crew of, you know, exploding corpses and zombies and skeletons or whatever, and you help them fight the evil demon. And that's always what Diablo is. But in that in this one, it's confusing and it's making it gray. It's also giving you this fucking lit ass motivational speak. Lilith is a goal boss and that she's so cool and it makes you think about <laughs> morality. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And the angel, Anarius, is very much a real presence in Sanctuary. Like, that's why people believe so firmly because like, oh, there's literally an angel right in front of me. Uh-huh. But he's a total egomaniac. And it's mm-hmm. like, all the prophecies are about me. I'm amazing. And this is like, everything centers around me. I'm so cool. Everybody do what I say. It feels very Gnostic to me. Mm-hmm. Where, for listeners that don't, aren't as um, weird as me and Stacy, uh, which also, Jesus Christ Superstar is a very Gnostic text. But, um... That there is, you know, when you go back to the early, early Gnosticism coming out of around the same era as early Christianity, uh, I mean, they were offshoots of each other, but there is the idea of the the evil god that is the supreme ruler that creates the earth. And then there is like this other sort of liberatory figure that is actually meant to free us from that illusion of how things are supposed to be. And I'm like, is that not what this is setting up? Lilith is my I've 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 signed over everything. Right. <laughs> Just take it all. She's my queen. Yeah. Do the ends justify the means? I think this is one of those games where it's like right. do the ends justify the means. Uh but the 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 Cathedral of Light in this game, it's also interesting and you'll see Anthony when you get to other areas where there's like this area is all the moors. Oh. And it's all cool, swampy. But then this is also there down here is like the swamp jungle land. Oh, and they're very much into like the swamp is kind of a living entity in a way. It's like you'd better respect the swamp because <gasps> the swamp always wins. Swamp ecology. Yeah, and so they have like healers in the swamp and things like this. But the Cathedral of Light is moving in and kind of. I mean, they're literal crusaders that are moving in and trying to, like, at the least denounce folk medicine and the sort of swamp people's way of life. And what? it's like, it's really cool. And I'm like, this is Diablo? Like, I should. Aren't I just- Diablo said land back. Yeah, that's right. I love that. 
so it's it's like you like you said it's it's surprising because all the other games have been like kill the demons yeah church is good angel help you yeah <laughs> woman with titty bad <laughs> and this is like no you've got zealots on all sides and aren't they all bad yeah well and coming off of for other people that also aren't familiar with the game as a whole or the franchise like diablo 3 was very aesthetically completely different i remember a lot i really loved it but a lot of fan a lot of the fans you know had a little hissy fit when the game was coming out because it was you know as it was described it was sort of the world of warcrafting of diablo everything got very colorful a little cartoony the environments are very uh lush and colorful not at all not at all like the the it's in in both this game and going back to two which this game really is sort of more of a sequel to two in even in as far as it brings back the same character classes and all that it's much more like everything's just like wet and and gross (laughs) this game video games are magic to me (laughs) like i know it's just all ones and zeros or whatever and people just make this stuff but the scenery and environments in this game blow my mind constantly oh it's so cool constantly and it's very it is very dark like you said and it's really kind of depressing i 9.5 side quests out of 10 are as depressing as fuck oh you go to help somebody girl (laughs) yeah Let's be real. <laughs> Everyone's going to die. I did one um, in a hot springs kind of area with like acid pools and all this kind of stuff, <sighs> like near a, a frozen lava flow, like a volcano had obviously erupted at some point and the lava was all black and calcified or whatever. So with this hot springs and this lady's all sad and she's like, oh, I went away. And when I came back, like uh, the, the cultists had killed like everybody in my village and it's really sad and some of my friends are missing and can you go find their bracelets or whatever so that i can like put them to rest like that'll be really great so i'm like okay sure i'll go find the bracelets i go find the bracelets i come back (laughs) and she's there's a note on the ground and it's her suicide letter oh my god like i went to join the cultists because i thought they were doing a good thing and then little did i know that they were horrible and then when i came back and i found that they killed everybody you know, I feel so bad. And you look and she, like her little body is like face down in the fucking acid pool of the hot springs. And like her skin is all gone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but that's like almost every quest in this game is yeah. if it has a good outcome. If I had gone back and she was just like, thank you for the bracelets. Bye. Like that would have been shocking. <laughs> Because usually it's some kind of major downer. And I appreciate that, that it's like, I love Skyrim. I love the Elder Scrolls. I love Oblivion. I love all the Elder Scrolls games. Um, But it's so clean. Yes. And this game isn't clean. Everything is filthy dirty. Even when you go to an inn in some of the places, like, it's so specific. Each geography is so different. That, like, you go to the desert and inside the inn is, like, there's sand all over the floor because it's, like, blowing in the open door. Or you go into the one that's, like, in the marsh and it's just, like, filthy, disgusting. 
whatever. Oh. It's not all sanitized like you see in some other games. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a level that when Jason was playing, I don't know where the hell, because I haven't found it yet, but he went into some like dungeon where I had to, and I, I talked to you about this before, but I was like, are you in hell? Or are you just in the most metal dungeon I've ever seen where it's just, it, it it's just walls of entrails everywhere and they're like squishing and like pus and <laughs> and then there's like pits with like just insane like tentacles and spider legs and shit just like popping out trying to grab you it's so cool and you walk you look at it and you're like ooh, gross but <laughs> so cool yeah i love i think my favorite so far has been the coastline along the moors oh god which is like up kind of northwest on the map like you'll have to go up there and it's okay. just like you've got your sea hags you've got oh like zombies coming out of the water at you there's like a dungeon lighthouse like it's just it's so fucking cool oh i can't wait that sounds amazing i think that's my favorite so far oh a coast a, a depressing gross coast is so ooh, unnerving it's all so it's really depressing like there's so much gross stuff like there's bugs all over the place and there's like you know you try to cure somebody of this disease where it's like oh if uh, i don't know the swamp gets in it gets in you know it'll go in anywhere your mouth or your nose or whatever and then the bugs lay eggs in your stomach and then eventually you just explode and bugs come out what (laughs) so gross ew it's all stuff like that and it's just I love the strongholds. Yes. There was um what was Nostrava or something. It sounded like a it sounds like a pasta place in town. But like yeah, you go to this, you wander in this village and you're like, what happened in the village? And then you wander into the church and what do you know? There's another church where the the priestess is like, "Hey everyone, let's go fucking." And then, and then they start they all like start killing everybody and trying to kill you. You have to take out the entire village. And then once you've taken them out and then once you've taken out like the demon arch overlord sisters or whatever, <laughs> then you get to go into the cultist refuge, which is like past their temple underground. And then you have to kill everyone. To- it's so cool. It's wicked. I love Just that. The, the frequency of satanic cult- cultists. Like, like you texted me and you're like a village with a secret. I just wandered in. <laughs> yeah. It literally said it on the street. It was like, oh, Nostrava's a remote mountain village with a sinister secret. And I'm like, yeah. this is made for me. Like, uh, this yeah. is it, man. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. There are, there's a section with like cannibals, like straight up Hills Have Eyes cannibals. Oh yeah. Lots of cannibals. I mean, everything you could possibly want. Yeah. This game has it. It is so horror. And I, I, maybe a listener, even if you've never played Diablo, but you're listening to all of this, like, I just want a movie or even a book that will give me this same kind of vibe because like demon stuff in horror cinema is usually like the exorcist mm-hmm. somebody gets possessed or whatever or it's something weird like demons itself or whatever the only thing i've been able to find and i still haven't seen it but when i've used my google fingers <laughs> to look for stuff is that movie solomon kane i guess is could kind of 
be considered along these lines. Solomon Kane. Wait, Solomon Kane. It was from the guy who did Michael Bassett, the director who did um, an okay British slasher movie called Wilderness, and he did that movie um, Death Watch. I think it was the World War One ghost movie. Uh, and then he also did like that terrible Silent Hill movie. That's how I know his name. Yeah, the the Carrie Ann Mossening of Silent Hill. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. Solomon Kane is a I don't know if he's a demon hunter or what, but I'm just like I want like cool, dirty, depressing metal demons. Yeah. Is that possible? Does it exist? Yeah. So maybe it's out there if anybody has any ideas. I felt like I mean I feel like Hellraiser is kind of that was they were the clo- some of the closest thing the metal demons I've seen on film, and that was really the first one. There's a did you get to the Hellraiser side quest? No, I still haven't got to the Hellraiser. There's a literal Hellraiser side quest in this game in Diablo Four. You even said there's a a Yulia. Yeah, it's Yulia, Christina, and Feodor. <laughs> can't wait. That's so cool. I can't wait. Yeah, I would. I can't see them ever making a cool Diablo movie. No, because it's like it's just so un-American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To have like just be grimy and sad, and metal and gross. Yeah, it would have and like gods that aren't god. God. Yeah, yeah. How how can you have your triumphant story? You know, what we need we need like a German financier (laughs) (laughs) to get the rights and then to like make some have some twisted like yeah german or eastern european filmmaker make this like the guy that made baskin he should make a diablo movie Mm. i feel like there's probably uh, you know who with our luck who would end up doing it is uva bowl absolutely (laughs) would end up doing it (laughs) it's like um ruby rose is lilith Oh no. Uh Michael Madsen is the Yeah <laughs> the lead. Oh Jesus. <laughs> wow. The actual cast of this great voice cast. Listen, I didn't look it up, but is that Ralph Innocent? Yes it is. Fuck yeah, I love him. Him and then Deborah Wilson. Love Deborah Wilson. She's mother revered mother prava or whatever her name is she's, she's like the, the Benny jesserit the reverend mother yep deborah wilson that people might remember from mad tv she's going on to have an incredible voice acting career in video games and stuff she did uh sabathun and destiny she did what's her face in wolfenstein she's one of the main characters in um star wars jedi tomb raider oh aka uh, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, the new ones with uh, that kid from Shameless. She's amazing. She's great. She's great, and it's always different. So you have to kind of like work to figure out that it's her, which I love. Also, if you watch the Celebrity Paranormal Project, there's an episode where she gets possessed by a ghost, and she's like freaks out and is screaming at like um, Christopher Knight or somebody, and she's like, "It went through me. I don't play with this. It went through me." Deborah Wilson is an OG real one. I love her. <laughs> uh, James Hong does a voice for this. He's a Diablo vet. He did the voice in three. Oh, I had no idea. I, it's a great cast. It's so good. This game is so good. It's so good. 
So if you are a gamer bro and you're wondering, should I get Diablo 4? Yeah, you should. You should. And if you're like me and you're like, but it's an MMO and you have to be online to play it and there's a store and these things are all triggering to me as a classically solo gameplay kid my entire life. You're telling me I'm supposed to maybe play this other... You don't have to. No, you don't. There's other people. Stacy just told me we can find each other and we can play together from afar. Yeah, it's all cross-platform. So you can play with anybody on any yeah. platform. Yeah, the other day I was actually having trouble fighting through a cemetery or some shit. And you know, there's a million fucking ints. I love ints. And... <laughs> <laughs> they're called wood wraiths in this, but they're wicked. And there's a million of them and a hundred thousand skeletons and like fucking skinned blood walruses. I don't know. <laughs> We're all fighting. And then like some dudes come and they start kill- fighting them too. And it actually helped. And I was like, oh my God. And I don't have to talk to them or continue to play with them. And then they run off. There are big scheduled events like around the map, like the Legion events if you see those you go and that'll be like a shit ton of people that'll be like 15 people and you all run around together and kill stuff and like that's really fun but it's not you're not like playing in each other's games you're just together for a little while and then you go off and do your own thing yeah and all the dungeons are solo instanced so when you go into a dungeon there's never going to be anybody there that you didn't invite to your game Mm -hmm. yeah the mmo stuff worried me too but this is actually really well done so class Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Well, I am. I started out as a necromancer, of course, because I aspire to be a necromancer in real life. So so cool. Uh, but then I. It's really slow. It's really slow. So I switched over to sorceress. I'm playing in a sorceress who wields ice magic. Fuck yeah! Wait, and sorry. It, when you say slow, like physically movement, like your physically movements, movements yeah right it's very slow like some of the classes like the druid and the barbarian are also pretty slow i find i enjoy fast i want to run around a little fast i typically like to go faster the druid is not too slow for me but i do like to go faster and that's why anytime you can find the shoes that increase your speed (laughs) it's always a blessing yeah so i'm playing uh an ice witch basically and she's wicked and she's right now she's just obliterating shit like nobody's business fuck yeah Love it. Oh, I love that. I I had the hardest... Well, I thought I was going to have the hardest time because I want to be metal, you know? So I was like, necromancer, sorceress. Which am I going to go for? And I just kept flipping between the two of them. And then and then I felt the call of the giant, hot John Goodman bear. Mm. <laughs> and, and I said, you know what? I played as a druid very briefly when I got the expansion pack for the very the for Diablo 2 and they released the the druid character with that and I was like, "You know what? All I remember about that was he was slow and I didn't like that he just threw logs at people." <laughs> Which is all I remember is you could throw logs. But I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try it again cuz this time he's hot." Oh. <laughs> I made the most beefy, hot-ass druid. Wow! (laughs) You can also go in, when you get to the bigger town, you can go into your wardrobe and you can change the settings so that you're topless. Like, you're still wearing your armor. Right. But you can see all the beef. (laughs) And hair and the blood tattoos. (laughs) And, but, so, not only is the druid aesthetically pleasing, but the, um... 
the werebear is so lit. I just stand there and I'm just a bear and I just slash people up with my bear claws. I can throw tornadoes at them and I can slash them with bear claws. Because it's like you get the up close melee combat, but you also have some magic that you can cast, which I really appreciate it. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the druid. I didn't think I would be such a fan, but it's, it's when you find your character that works for you. Yeah, I'm like, I love the necromancer aesthetically. Uh, but the, the play style just wasn't really doing it for me at the time. So, but the sorceress, I'm really happy with. I just run into, like, I teleport into the middle of a shit ton of people, flash freeze everybody, and then Fuck explode yeah. them all. And it's so cool. Fuck <laughs> Once you find your combat strategy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like for Diablo 3, me and my witch doctor, it was literally, I walk in the room, I melt you with acid rain. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but also in diablo 3 i feel like you you constantly are straddling godhood yes but in this game oh she's punishing so yeah it's level it the it's got level scaling which means you are never going to out level the enemies they are always going to level with you and so there are definite plateaus um like you'll have a, a a time period where you feel really great and everything's working and you're killing things really easily like i'm doing now mm-hmm. but then you'll also hit a plateau where everything is a struggle but it's unlike diablo 3 which i just felt like it didn't matter what i was pressing just push a button push a button whatever it didn't have to really pay any attention but with this i do have to consider like my uh skill order like how i'm doing things yes yeah which is good it's more it's much more engaging gameplay i thought it was gonna be i thought that was gonna hold me back but it's the strategy is actually quite pleasant while being unpleasant it's very fun um yeah because diablo 3 was it was more of a button masher honestly and this one i'm like i have to pay attention to my not only my mana or my spirit (laughs) my druid says i need more spirit but like I don't, I have to be paying attention to that. I have to be paying attention. Like I did something. I was in, I was in a little bit of a, uh, uh, to quote, um, Kathy Hilton. I was in my, like my happy Dory, my hunky Dory period where I was just, like you said, I was killing everything. It was great. And then I switched an armor or something happened. And I just kept like, my blood was just like, my life was just going away <laughs> every single fight. Um, so you have to become like very conscious of like w- using the dodge button, mm-hmm. getting out of there, finding a health thing. Like it's it's and it's punishing. Like I I've died so many times in some boss battles, and then every time you regenerate, you know, ten percent of your durability goes down for your equipment, and then you you do that enough that you're like, oh shit! But by the time you finally figure it out and you you do it right, you take the right potions. Oh, it's so good rewarding it's very rewarding and the strongholds that we mentioned earlier which are so fun you're always under leveled no matter how how far you get you are always like two levels under the stronghold so those are very difficult but it's really satisfying but it's fun this game is just there's just so many wicked dungeons and like i said the environments and the scenery are just constantly blowing me away and how different everything feels like the moors feel different than the swamp i can't wait for the moors that sounds so upsetting it's well and that's the thing too is like the 
the aesthetic shift is so massive from three. I mean, yes, it's really truly just going back to two, but it's still so much. Two still had a lot of like barren kind of qualities. And this, like, they just really, yeah, it's the amount of detail is insane and and just very well done. And every, everything, like, it can't be overstated. Like, everything is wet. <laughs> like, everything has a slimy sheen to it or rust. And it's just, it's just cool. So, I don't know, man. It's great. I'm having so much fun. I love it. I love it. But I can't wait for more. I can't wait to find this Yulia and the Hellraiser. I can't wait to see any and understand anything that's happening with Lilith. People can watch cut. I'm sure the cutscenes are all out there on the YouTubes if you just want to watch the cutscenes like a little movie. I bet you can do it. I'm not going to oh, do it because yeah. I don't want to be spoiled on what's going to happen. But Yeah, I, w- I recommended that for people you know, that didn't like scary games that wanted to see play the last of us. It's like, well, you can watch the two hour super cut of the cutscenes, and it's basically a movie. Yeah. I guess now they could just watch the HBO. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is this stuff is like, I don't know. I think there are some people who, when you say video game or you say comic book or whatever, but you say video game and they still think like, why do I want to watch a Pac-Man movie? <laughs> I could be fisting. Why am I going to watch a prank Marvel? I love movie? that she is now Penny Marshall. Yeah, she's a is little, Penny Marshall. Yep, she's, the transformation is complete. <laughs> Where Penny? Transformation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this shit is like directed like a movie. I mean, it's just, it's just made out of computer. And let's fucking face it. Like all those Marvel movies are all made out of computer. It's just they graft Kate Blanchett's face onto something, you know? Truly, truly. Like look at Little Mermaid. It's just, they copy and pasted Melissa Car- McCarthy's face onto Squid Woman. Octopus, whatever, Ursula is, which drag queen squid. But uh, it, the, the games today are truly better than movies in many respects. And the amount of work that goes into them is, is actually kind of outdoes the amount of work that goes into a movie. Yeah, that opening cutscene that we told you about in the in the tutorial village. That's what it's called, tutorial village. They can't even give it away right there. <laughs> uh, but man, that opening cutscene, that's why I was like, Anthony, don't skip the cutscenes. It's fucking awesome. It's so cool. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. So pick it up, people. Pick it up if you want a cool metal fast with like gross death blood sausages and wicked feminist demon lady yeah plague maggots ew they're really cute i never thought i would say plague maggots are cute but i think the plague maggots are cute <laughs> i like the spider hosts mm-hmm. oh where yeah. they're like Ugh. disgusting half people half spider and they're all infected and then they explode <laughs> it's disgusting so gross i love it i'm so happy is it gay? Have you found gay? I found definitely one ambiguous relationship. Okay. For sure. I assume they were gays. Uh, there's not a lot of that. because It's too depressing for that. There's not a lot of sex in the Diablo universe. No, 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 no. There's babes. Babes? My sorceress is a babe. And I say, don't I play video games to escape from real life? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> but she is that's why i i don't know i want to play druid at some point but the druid the lady druids they're a special breed they are, <laughs> the dudes get to be 
like big hunky bears. Nothing against the female druids in the gang. Nothing against them. No. They just all look tired. Yeah. <laughs> tired and matronly. Yeah. Diablo. Well, we did it. We did a video game episode. This is fun. I like video game. We had more than enough to talk about. We did. Stacy, with all of this said, are you ready to enter into the b- 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 bonus round? Remember that penguin that Wow. Here we are in the bonus round. What's the bonus round all about? It's like stuff. Yep. <laughs> there you go. We don't know what happens. Well, we do know. I, we figure it out beforehand. I'll say that much. We're not totally seat of the pants here. Uh, but the bonus round could be... Uh, there's a bunch of different options as to what the bonus round could be, right? could be a listener question it could be a question that we ask each other it could be great value pyramid one of our game shows it could be the chopping block another one of our game shows yep any of these things in the bonus round it could be a cooking show no it could not oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) but today we're today we there is in fact I believe, a listener question. Yeah, we have a listener question today. And we got it because we said, listen. All right, we are ready. People are either in it to win it with us, or they're gone. Okay, with all of this mamamoo talk, talking about Diablo 4. So we said, why not have a listener question about Real Housewives? Thank you. You know? Thank you. Maybe we'll get back to horror movies one of these days. But we talked about horror movies with the video game. Whatever. I don't have to make excuses. It's... No. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. I'm a, I, As a, a lezzy, during Pride Month, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. That's the rules. I'm going to go to a store and I'm going to steal. And when they try to stop me, I will say, excuse me, I'm a lezzy. <laughs> it's Pride Month. <laughs> Okay. And you know, with actual with shoplifting practices and shrink practices from with corporate, like you could do that. Actually. I probably could. <laughs> they would just have to like be sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, we have a a listener question that we just got. I'll, should I read it? Uh, that could help. Okay. <laughs> to give situate the question. <laughs> okay, this question comes to us from Morgan, and Morgan says. I'm listening to the episode on the Manitou. Oh, what a movie that is. Oh, wow. Kachi Manitou. Uh, episode on the Manitou, and y'all are telling us to just give in and watch some Housewives. <laughs> I love that this came up on the Manitou episode. Well, <laughs> uh, Bless every listener who fucking listens to us for more than five minutes, honestly. Literally. Literally, that we could be talking about the shaman medicine man growing out of her neck, and then somehow that turns into, just watch Housewives. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, wait, oh, I clicked away. Um, With respect and love, oh. I really don't want to watch all of the Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> there are just so many. But it does feel important to pay homage to you Gaylords and that love. And maybe even by chance invite this evil spirit into my house. See, this is just this is 
the housewives are like Danny Glick knocking on the window. Yeah. Is it the right call to let him in? Sure. I think so. So if you could recommend one episode that I would watch, if you both recommend an episode, I would definitely watch two whole episodes. Oh my God. Thanks for your time. Glad the rapture returned you to us touched by the gods. Boy, isn't that the truth. Oh my God. So there you go. What is like one episode that we would recommend someone could watch? Well, Stacy has a prescription. This is my recommendation for housewives, for people who are not into housewives, but would maybe like to try. Okay. This is what I say. I, this is a, and this is a proven formula. It truly, multiple, multiple successful um, laboratory tests. Yeah. Field studies. So I wouldn't just throw this out there to anybody. I'm going to throw this out there to everybody because it works. And that is Real Housewives of New York. Season 9, episodes 16, 17, and 18. It is a cast trip to Mexico. And those three episodes are a perfect microcosm of the housewives' experience as a whole. Yeah, empirically. You get stupid, petty squabbles over things like who's going to be in what room. You get fights like big fights and then cathartic crying makeup sessions you and they're fucking hilarious those episodes are hilarious i'll say it there's drunken antics there is drunken lesbian antics uh it's just i love those three episodes i've watched those three episodes multiple times they are so entertaining Oh yeah, I've watched them. I've watched all three of them twice through, at least. You say, but I've never watched New York. I've never watched any Housewives. You're really going to stick me in the middle of season nine, episode sixteen through eighteen? And I say yes. It doesn't matter if you don't really know the history of all of these women and their relationships. It doesn't matter for this. You can watch these three, and if you are the type of person who Housewives then clicks with you, then I say you can go back in time. Or you could just watch these three episodes and have a perfect experience and understand what The Housewives is all about. And truly, as we said, this is tried and tested, true, tried and true. <laughs> tried and true. Time this is test, time, time test. Time release capsule, tried <laughs> and true, tested, revered. This is scientifically proven. This is like Stacy's MK Ultra. It, it works. <laughs> like uh multiple this worked for me when i mean i had worked through pretty much every franchise except like two and i was yet to start new york and i said what do i do and you said watch the mexico trip i did i immediately was bonded with all of the women and i said well now i'm ready i'm gonna watch season three and i'm gonna jump to seven also following your prescription that's right yeah you go back and do three and then you jump to seven that's right yes and i have shared basically the bethany eras um, and I have shared this with other people. I recommended this to friend of the show, Cecil Baldwin, just last week. Mm. I said, if you ever are curious, start with the Mexico trip. That's what Stacy told me to do. And I'm so grateful that I did. It's like the ring videotape. Yes. That ring, the ring videotape should just have those three episodes on it and you just pass it on. Yes. It works. And maybe you'll find the housewives just are not for you. And that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> no housewives is not for everybody i understand that and again thank you to our 
endlessly patient listeners who, you know, put up with all manner of things that have nothing to do with horror movies that we talk about on this show. Mm -hmm. But maybe Housewives is for you and you just don't know it yet. Yeah. And this is this is a proven method to 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 find out if she is living inside you and if she's ready for more. <laughs> but Morgan said one episode. Well, my answer is those three. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I I started with um I, for Housewives as a whole. And I've said this before on the show, but I finally have the episode number. I started with season six, episode four of Beverly Hills. Um, which I think it was called the M word because that's, that's the episode when they all sit down. Yolanda Hadid, who is a queen. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah, especially as a mother. Uh, oh, especially as a mother. She's a great mom. Uh, Yolanda Hadid uh, is chronically ill and is always fighting like chronic illness and uh, invisible illnesses. And Lisa Renna sits down with all the other women and says, okay, I'm just going to read a word. Munchausen (laughs) and it creates a saga that will never end for the rest of Beverly Hills (laughs) that's where I started that's when Erica Jane that's the season where Erica Jane first comes on the show and like you don't know that she's a monster yet you just think she's really cool and uh so I I definitely enjoyed starting there for Beverly Hills but then another episode that like just I think brings me the most joy out of any is it's the very last episode of season two of Real Housewives of New Jersey. No, season one. Holy shit, yeah. And like, you can watch that episode or you can watch the very, very, very last episode, which is the director's cut of that episode. Yeah. Where that's the table, that's Teresa Judice and the famous table flip that Stacy lured me with to get me to go into New Jersey and it worked. <laughs> Pay attention. I, I am paying attention. attention. <laughs> <laughs> Prostitution whore? You were engaged 19 times? Prostitution whore? You fucked a guy in my fucking house? She came in my tree! <laughs> As she is dragged out of the restaurant. My tree! The subtitles don't even try. Nobody knows what Teresa said. Oh my god. New Jersey. See, like that into the entirety of season two is... Season two of New Jersey is the darkest... One of the darkest. It's just got a bad vibe hanging over it. It's... I've said it probably on this show, definitely in real life. If somebody ended up dead at the end of Real Housewives of New Jersey season two, I would not have been surprised. There's hitmen. There's guns. <laughs> there's confrontation. There's mafia. I'm sorry. They're not the mob. No, they're not, not the, the mob. mob. Not the mob. There's mob-esque meetings <laughs> with security, security men, <laughs> security guards or whatever in re- Italian restaurants. There, it's upsetting it is it it's like the what was the day of the dead tagline the darkest day of horror the world has ever known right (laughs) like that is season two of new jersey but to get there you gotta see you gotta see season one you have to see the the finale of season one and specifically the director's cut is so incredible because they replay the table flip like 19 times yeah it's like the zapruder film and then um and then you get everyone's 
analysis in their confessionals <laughs> as they talk about like and then i watched Teresa's eyes like it's just incredible so i i think if if you feel tantalized by three but you still want to dip around with others i would definitely definitely try that one too um but really the three and by three i meant the three episode mexico trip in new york but uh oh that's the that's the that's the, the oh it's so good this is see this is why i know people say like i don't like reality tv i don't like women i don't like (laughs) but i just can't understand because it's the thing that it's this i'm like smiling from ear to ear right now it makes me so happy (laughs) me too if it's not you know titty demons covered in blood then it's diablo (laughs) (laughs) zing got him <laughs> we saw Mama Moo in concert. You did. Just thought we should know. That's Can what this month is named after. Yeah. Will I be talking? Could this month go on for the rest of my life? Absolutely. It'll go on in my heart for the rest of my life. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as the show, we'll get back to actually doing a regular old episode on a horror movie. But will oh. that be under We Saw Mama Moo in Concert Month? It could. Who knows? Who knows what next week brings? Who knows? So until then, uh, you can visit gaylordsofdarkness.com and find all kinds of things there. Our links to our social media, old episodes, necronomologues, all sorts of things. Um, you can leave us a review or uh, you could, you know, put the stars on uh, iTunes or whatever. I don't know. Leave us a review somewhere if you like. You know what I mean. <laughs> whatever. I wish instead of write a review, it said, put the stars on iTunes. <laughs> Stay out of homemade submarines. That's my advice. If we've learned anything this week. Yeah. It's it's probably don't get in the tube. <laughs> don't get in the tube. The Titanic tube. <laughs> don't get in the tube powered by Logitech controller. Honestly. Um, anyway. Okay, well, happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> it's Pride. Yay, gay. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! <laughs> yeah! <laughs>